as if shocked by the presence of so many people. Too late, Daniel, Cross shouted. You missed it. Jeez, why the long face? You look like somebody died. My father, Daniel Mahendru said numbly. What? Cross said, his face wiped of the silliness of the moment. Oh, man, you're serious, aren't you? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. The crowd drew back into itself, made sympathetic murmurs, and put away their money. A gray-haired Border Patrol agent took Daniel's elbow and steered him to a chair at the table, where he slumped down limply. Cross jumped to his feet and went to put a hand on his friend's shoulder. Nina moved to Daniel's other side and knelt by his chair. I fetched a cup of coffee and set it in front of him. What happened? I asked gently. He was murdered, Daniel said, looking at the cup of coffee as if he'd never seen one before. In Ohinaga. The sheriff called me this morning. Somebody shot Dad Saturday night while he was sitting in his pickup. Daniel took a deep breath and looked up at Cross. I came to ask if you'd go with me to get the... my father. Sure thing, man, Cross said. Daniel shoved his chair back and got to his feet. Standing beside his friend, Cross, he looked tiny, almost delicate, his light brown eyes wide with disbelief and shock. Cross and Nina kept him between them as they went, as if he might fall down without their support. After the doors closed behind the trio, Luis asked for a bottle of Pepto-Bismol. I got one from behind the counter. He drank straight from the bottle. Rancher Vernon Hyde handed me a twenty for the contestants' beers. Too bad for the kid, he said, but I'm only half surprised somebody killed the river master. Zanjeev Mahendra was a first-class troublemaker. He's made his last trouble now, someone behind Vernon muttered as the group broke up and started out the doors. Chapter 1 Friday, April 12 If you don't hurry, Texana, my husband called from the other room. The bridge will be closed by the time we get there. I held the neck of the red-knit top wide and pulled it over my head, stepped into the matching skirt, and zipped up. It's only 5.40, I said, running a brush through my gray-streaked black hair. "'And we have a ninety-minute drive in front of us,' Clay said, coming into the bedroom, jingling the pickup keys in his hand. Tall and slim, he wore a neutral linen jacket over a pale blue open-necked shirt and brown slacks. He'd polished his best pair of calfskin boots until they gleamed. His close-cropped white hair emphasizes his tan skin and green eyes.' You look handsome, I told him. It isn't often that we get to dress up. We practically live in work shirts and jeans. I own Texana's trading post, where we also live, 
near the end of Ranch Road 170, which runs 48 miles from Presidio, Texas, on the Rio Grande, northwest to Polvo, a tiny community two miles beyond my place. Forty feet behind the trading post is Clay's Veterinary Clinic, serving all of Presidio County, since he's the only veterinarian in the county's nearly 4,000 square miles of huge ranches. Everything here is miles from nowhere. I grabbed my jacket from the bed and slipped it on. Summer's heat had arrived in March, but the desert nights remain cold well into May. As we walked through the great room of our private quarters in the rear of the trading post, Hefe barked, thinking she was going outside with us. Hefe is a long-haired, cinnamon-colored chihuahua we inherited from a neighbor now serving time at a federal penitentiary near Dallas.